1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: The Around the NFL podcast is still beefing with the Move the Sticks podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys?
3: Hey, Dan. I am excited. This is one of those shows where Sessler got no
2: sleep last
3: night. Livewire Sessler.
2: Wild-eyed Sessler.
3: Went to bed
1: at 10.30, woke up at around 10.50, (laughs) never went back to sleep. Not sure why.
2: So anything's possible with Mark. I almost wish we had the fantasy outsider on today, because on the street corner, it would have been especially demented, I feel like.
1: Listen, I'm not feeling it. We'll just have to see what happens. All right, this good. Completely wild card. You
2: Before the show, time. Mark made a comment where it was something along the line, "Would this be a good show for me to be completely checked out?" Is that?
3: <laughs> can we, can we work on
2: this? We can arrange it. It's not All that right. different than a normal show.
3: Well, <laughs> we wow. to too
1: many speaking parts. Up so, to now.
2: by the way, I was I was off yesterday, and gallivanting uh, around the West Coast. That's one way to put it. But when you're a married 35 uh, year old with a, a one year old son, there's no more gallivanting. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. I was doing errands, running them around the city and then relieving my babysitter. That's a lot of fun, rock and roll lifestyle. But I'm not completely, uh, you know, unplugged from what's going on. I checked Twitter, got a tweet, couple tweets actually, um about our friend uh, uh or Daniel Gerard Jaramuy- Muya? Muya? Mm. I don't I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Former
3: he, D3 quarterback, right?
2: He did. He, he played above high school level. Uh, for a few years, uh, and apparently they give him a podcast, which is you know cute. He talked about us. So, uh, TD, do we have that? I just I might as well we might as well address it. Uh, lest people think we're running.
0: We've got the around the NFL guys that are going to try and talk about toasters. So if you're into, <laughs> if you're into like you know uh, kitchen appliances around they're, the NFL is
2: your show. Hmm.
4: Bucky really liked that joke. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bucky, <laughs> I hope
2: Bucky enjoyed his time on the podcast because it's over. Um, <laughs> Hey, when you D- haven't
1: done a show in three and a half months, you probably have a lot of pent-up frustration <laughs> with many coworkers, so I understand where DJ's coming from.
2: And let's let's be honest, we get it. You always want it. you're hitting up at the number one. Mm. Come at us. You know, we're the number one game in the land here. So if you want to come at it, come at it. I would do the same thing. That's how you get publicity. You come at the number one. I'm putting on full Mike Francesa here. You know, come at the number one, come at the number one. <laughs> I'm not gonna worry about it. Well, I don't got nothing to say about him.
1: Is Jeremiah the podcast world's antrell role at this point wow
2: (laughs) strong very strong yeah well that's that's a good it's a good connection there yes i'm gonna say he is mark
3: Mm. plus the toaster which we're doing today one of the most popular segments on the show Finally, Greg it.
4: acknowledges
2: it. Greg, listen, <laughs> yeah, listen. Hey, nothing if, like a if little. He's coming at me. Yeah. I
3: listened to this at eleven fifteen at night. I was grocery shopping for some reason at eleven fifteen. And by the way, this is the only reason I would listen to the Move the Sticks podcast at this point. I heard there was some beef to hear what happened. <laughs> what? Got me, uh, you know, got me all fired up. It made me defensive of the toaster.
4: Grocery shopping at eleven
2: fifteen p.m. I
3: don't know why. You know, I, I want to
2: party with you. I was, I was
3: wide awake. I figured I might as well be productive.
2: I like it. I mean, yeah, DJ, former quarterback at the college level. He's a competitive guy by nature. Sure. He wants to come at the number one. Well, come at the number one. We're we're here. We're not going anywhere. He just did. Well, keep coming. Oh, okay. We're not afraid. (laughs) Scurred. All right. Coming up on the show. There you go, DJ. A little shot right back at you, buddy. Yeah, coming up on today's he spent
3: show. Like a minute and a half taking shots at him while he had like one second. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh,
2: t- coming up on today's show, we got a lot to get to. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit of new. Nu- <clears throat> excuse me. Mm, all right, all okay. right, gentlemen.
1: Listen, we're human beings. These things happen. Fallible.
2: Uh, we do a little news, of course.
3: Authentic. That's what the NFL Network is looking for. I've heard.
2: I will demand TD Scrubs that from the uh, <laughs> from the audio and video. Uh, which, by the way, you can watch us on YouTube now. If, uh, if it's easier for you to access us on YouTube, we're there. You could also watch us uh, on, on the NFL.com website somewhere. NFL Now. NFL yeah. Now. Who knows? You could find it there maybe. But you could definitely find us at YouTube. And maybe we can get a YouTube channel at some point, TD, to give people a link that has everything. But
3: well, We're on the NFL channel.
2: Is there like sub-channels for YouTube? Well, we have the NFL channel. Yes. Don't try to take over the board just yet, Dan. And then on that, we have the Around the NFL playlist. And by the way, the fun fact about the YouTube clips okay. is that you can skip the segments as you please if you check the show. Now. I saw that. It looks very good. And everybody's doing a very nice job behind the glass and behind the scenes uh, getting us on the video side of things. Uh, but anyway, for today's show, we're going to do some news. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, teams that we feel are destined to fall short of expectations. Um, subtitle, I'm not mad, Todd. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> and you then the finally, master of the titles. as <laughs> he's Todd, and then finally, uh, yes, as hinted by uh, DJ and Greg, we will bring back the game of skill and valor known as win Wes's toaster. Get excited. Woo! Everybody. Oh, nice. We
1: asked Wes when he came in today, are you ready for this? Are you uh, prepared? And he didn't even know it was happening today. Which I we forgot it me.
4: was happening.
3: He's in his zone. He doesn't mm. even care. He's just going to mow him down. Very uh, Tyson in uh,
2: Tokyo. Fan. That's what happened. That's a Tyson Tokyo moment.
3: That's when I took you out with the uppercut.
4: I don't remember being unconcerned when you took me out.
2: Well,
4: you
3: should have still <laughs> studied a little harder.
2: All right, let's go behind the glass and check in with TD. How you doing, buddy? What is going on, guys? Um, Glad to be here. Friday. Good show, though. We had, uh, you know, this is on YouTube, like we said. So is Move the Six. So is DDFP. Mm. So check it all out, guys. But I anyway, want to let's... start getting... I know you don't have any loyalties to our show, really, but I would like to hear <laughs> maybe to the from game, you. maybe Loyal to the game, If I can get a text from you when DJ's taking shots so I don't have to hear it from, you know,
3: whatever. Sure, Ltd Well, TD probably good good didn't want us listening Wait. to that episode because DJ also was... Taking shots and not so subtly getting annoyed by TD jumping into the show too much. So at least it's not.
2: It's not it, was, <laughs>
3: wow. it was funny to hear that on another now show.
2: You, now you're just making stuff up. I'm no, I'm not. Stand, I'm not. I will say this, Dan. Again, it's getting weird. if you come with the king, you best not miss. Words of Omar. Yes, very good. The Wire. All right, let's do some news. I agree. It's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get right into it. We'll start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bad news for one of our Making the Leap candidates, wide receiver Martavis Bryant, who will uh, is facing a four-game suspension for violating the NFL's policy on substances of abuse. According to Rap Sheet, this is tied back to multiple uh, marijuana tests that have been mm-hmm. failed. So Martavis Bryant, smoking that sticky icky. <laughs> and it's cost them the beginning of the season, potentially.
4: Well, I think... Mike Tomlin came out in March and said this could be the best offense in the NFL because when Martavis Bryant hit the starting lineup after the Week 7 bye, they averaged 31 points a game. They were arguably the most explosive offense in the NFL. Mm. Ben Roethlisberger's passer rating was 15 points higher with Martavis Bryant in the lineup. He averaged 70 more passing yards per game with Bryant in the lineup. That's a, those are amazing numbers. This team was 3-3 three and three in Week 7. And they went 8-2 and two the rest of the way with Martavis Bryant. They were a completely different offense. And you've got Le'Veon Bell, Martavis Bryant, and Marcus Pouncey won't be there early in the season. This is a team the last two years has been slow out of the gates. 2013, it kept them out of the playoffs. Last year, it hurt them a little bit, too.
2: They had to play catch-up all year.
1: This kickoff game... Between the Steelers and Patriots <laughs> is feeling like a
2: Week Two preseason tilt. Let's just swap it out with something at this point.
3: Please, oh, give
2: me a break! It's a
3: it's a lot of fun. Jimmy Garoppolo, Dion Lewis, <laughs> uh, you got Darius Hayward Bay running routes for the Steelers. It's not what we're tuning in kickoff week for. Whatever, it'll be it'll be exciting. But you're right, all the optimism about the Steelers' offense. I mean, Pouncey's the biggest problem. They can replace Bryant for four weeks, but it is amazing when when threw those. Can two, they? I think they can survive as an offense. Le'Veon Bell will be back, but you're going to be averaging
4: twenty points a game instead of thirty-three or whatever. I mean, it's it's a different way to win a game, and you've already got questions on defense, where you've got all these young players you have to work in early. This is a flawed team in September.
1: I think they're a team that's going to have to score that many points because of the defense. I mean, we've just mm. seen nothing from the defense so far.
3: Well, I think that – you raise a good point. Their chances to be a Super Bowl winner this year or or contender is the defense improving dramatically, which I think it has a chance to do. I don't really care about what I've seen in the preseason. They have a pretty young roster. They have young pass rushers. They have a completely rebuilt secondary. They were terrible last year. I think just the change is a good thing. And you're right. The defense is going to have to be a lot better in September than they were a year ago.
2: Martavis Bryant played just 306 regular season snaps, 26 catches, 549 Mm. yards, eight touchdowns, and a league-leading 21 0.1 yards per catch average so this is a substantial loss and the reason he was on our making the leap list it's because we thought this guy could enter stud territory, and now he's not there. You don't want to
1: be on that list. I mean, everyone Wait, I on that list, one by one, everyone ahead, on that list is, is is fading from society.
2: I don't want to hear any more criticism it's
3: like of making 10 little the curse. Odell Beckham played 11 games last year. Brian can come back, play 12, have a great season. You know who was on the making the list, leap list two years ago? Marcus Wheaton. We were just a year too How did early. he do last year? And not great, but he's going to have a great <laughs> season this year because Brian's out of the mix. Wait, Big Ben
4: hyped him in, in early August, like just blowing he's, smoke. Do you think that was because he knew Martavis
3: Bryant was going to be suspended? That is
1: fair. We were wondering that yesterday. These, Blowing these, smoke. Yes. Well, these teams know about these suspensions many times well <laughs> before they're announced.
3: Well, I think, if nothing else, the team knew about it, and that's why Wheaton has been the starter in getting the starter snaps. That kind of explains why Wheaton has stayed ahead of and Bryant conspiracy this whole theory.
1: time. The loser here is all these fantasy heads that wrote roughly seven or 800 articles about the Wheaton versus Bryant controversy mm. in Pittsburgh. Is that an hey, accurate
2: it, figure? Had, seven or eight hundred The fantasy outsider oh,
1: back. Had this is happened back. a month ago, you save a lot of people, a lot of typing.
2: And Greg's right, by the way. There is no making the leap curse. It's not like Geno Smith was on the list.
4: <laughs> Ten little Indians. <laughs> they all go down. List.
2: All right, uh, moving on. Horrible news for the Washington Redskins. They signed Junior Gallette to a one-year deal last month. I think they could get a little sneaky steal uh, and a real pass rusher in their defense if he would be able to uh, keep his nose clean and not be a monster like he was in New Orleans. Well, that's not going to happen. Torres Achilles in practice on Wednesday um, and he's out for the year. We'll undergo surgery on Friday. Um, Wes, this is an injury that, that really kills a defense that needed Gallette to have an impact for them to really probably have any chance to be competitive, right?
4: They've got a couple of second-round picks, Trent Murphy and Preston Smith. They've drafted the past two years. But if they like those guys enough to start them, why did they sign Junior Gillette in the first place? Mm. It tells you that those guys weren't ready to make a difference. Uh, To me, uh, a little preview here. We've got to do our power rankings, 1 to 32 for all the NFL teams. The Redskins will not be in the top 31 on my (laughs) list. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> not going to make the cut. Yeah, it's, people forget I it's a, it's a terrible it. it's a terrible roster. Scott McLuhan shows up. People, okay, they're on the, they're on the right track. He's going to do the right thing. It's going to take a while for him to get his players in. He didn't have a dramatic offseason. This is essentially the same team that has won seven games the last two years combined, I believe. I mean, so th- they are right there with the very worst rosters in the league, and there's not any reason to think, based off the last month, Unless you believe that Jay Gruden getting mad about people calling him fat is going to motivate everyone that that they're going to get better,
1: it's hard like to think of north of north of Joe Philbin a coach that's in a worse situation than Jay Gruden right now
3: because you've oh got, I think he's much worse than
4: Joe Philbin. Uh,
1: well, he's you got a bottom a bottom three roster, and I'm with you. I mean, it's hard to figure out what team do you put lower than the Redskins in your power poll based on just. The lack of hope what mm. position what player do you point to and say this guy's going to get him out of does home?
4: the locker room even liked and respect Jay Gruden well we don't does know. the owner like and respect well, I think, Jay think, we I the think these are questions this is an awful situation to go into a year when you you just lost mm. a, one of your top pass rushers nobody knows if your quarterback can play quarterback anymore and you might be forced to play him because the direction of upstairs is telling you to do that it's no way to go into a season
2: TD, by the way, we saw your little um, graphic flub there. Not a torn ACL, torn Achilles. Fixed it though. See, we're an interactive, that was quick. responsive group here behind the glass. Okay,
1: Achilles should have a, an apostrophe at the
3: end, by the way. Just throwing that at you.
2: No, no like, actually, it doesn't.
4: Not only if you use heel. Untrue.
3: Yes.
2: It's, it's weird. I tend that... to know, heel, yes.
3: Well, <laughs> everyone good... always talks about what a <laughs> tragedy it is when, when injuries happen in the preseason. I don't see, hear anyone saying that for Junior Gallette. Oh, like, you know, then no one is like, oh, could, couldn't happen oh, no. to a nicer guy.
2: <laughs> Who that nation is totally cool with this. Let's just, be, you know, let's just be real about it. Just really one of the worst teammates ever. We're hearing, sometimes bad things. Well, from
1: happen. from that angle, maybe a positive for the Redskins. You get rid of a hmm. locker room cancer. Did-
2: You say that as a joke, by the way, but it could possibly be the best thing that happens to this team. Yes, there's not a lot of hope in Washington, but this guy could have potentially been a total nightmare. They were rolling the dice. I felt it was a desperate move at the time. Now he's out of the picture. You lose your best pass rusher, but at least you lose, like, a hardcore cancer.
1: Yeah, everything's great.
2: (laughs) He's trying to spin positive a little bit. All right, uh, moving on. So that's what's happening in the news. Uh, Not a lot cooking on the news end ahead of the uh, third week of the preseason uh, but there is a lot to talk about, and uh, what we're going to talk about next is, as we talked about earlier, uh, you know, this is hope season, unless you're in the Washington D.C. region, and uh, everyone, a lot of teams are excited uh, that they feel like they have a chance to play in uh, where is it, San Clarita, Santa California. Clara, Santa Clara, California, <laughs> Santa, Clarita. Santa Clarita, Clara, California. <laughs> I explain,
1: Clara. Any uh, female name beginning with C.
3: They have been playing football there for over a year now, the 49ers.
2: That's true. Uh, so Santa Clara, California, where the, is the site of, <laughs> for, I don't know, for, what, for some reason it came into my head when I told you about uh, an old friend of mine from my past, uh, a girl named Cara. Kara got married. And uh, I explained that, Cara got married. <laughs> the New York what? voice came out. I don't know where that came from. This anyway, this
1: episode is completely off the rails.
2: This is segment awesome. is called "Teams that are destined to fall short of expectations," <laughs> or I'm not teams that will disappoint. No, or short. I'm not mad, Todd. We're just disappointed. <laughs> I like that. All right, so let's start. We're gonna go one by one. Even though all these teams have hope, there's a reason to really expect things to go down the drain in a big way. And we're gonna start with the quiet storm.
1: I mean, I'm gonna go. Let's go to Buffalo. Mm. Because here's the thing with the Bills. It's whole Rex Ryan, you're going to sell a bunch of tickets because Rex Ryan comes in, he's jumping out of airplanes, he's telling everyone who will listen that they're going to make the playoffs. And that's fine, except I can't find many teams with a shaky quarterback situation that ever make the postseason. I think Rex Ryan is one of the best defensive coaches of our time. But at the same point... This guy refuses to learn anything about managing his quarterbacks. I think going into the third preseason week with EJ Manuel as your starter because you're overly loyal to this concept that everyone must have a starting chance in the preseason is a disaster in the making. Rex Ryan has learned nothing about managing the most important position in sports. I
2: agree with that. I agree that the, he's playing this spoiler. We've been saying it for like two weeks now. That Rex always gets things wrong, no matter what. With this, but he could have played it perfectly. I still think this would have been a major issue on this team quarterback play. So I agree with you. I just kind of have a little bit of a different angle. But yeah, right. how are they going to expect a good quarterback play this season? I think he just how can adds, you think this a ten-win team? Sure,
1: he, oh, he adds too much complexity to an already muddled situation. You you completely botched what is what should be the showcase game for I think Tyrod Taylor.
4: He's making Lovey Smith look like Mark Tressman when it comes to quarterback. <laughs> I mean, this guy is ham-fisted. I've never seen a situation where a beat writer, Vic Carucci of the Buffalo News, after Rex announces that EJ Manuel will start the most important preseason game of the year, Vic Carucci comes out and says, I can tell you from watching practice that EJ Manuel has never been in this comp- quarterback competition. Well,
3: that's what's so strange about it. And, and I, if I had to guess, I would guess Manuel's going to play like two series and then yeah. Castle or Taylor will come in it none of that makes any sense but i still don't agree with mark at all because it's not about the quarterback position it's about taking what was the most talented or one of the most talented defense in the league Already one of the best defense in the league. And for that first year of the Rex excitement, taking it to a whole nother level. And as much as all the off-field stuff and the quarterback stuff is annoying, the offensive line is bad, that's all great. That's all similar to what the Jets were like. And this defense is more talented than any of those Jets defenses ever were. And I think they could be special. And I think that defensive line is one of the best we've seen in a long time. And I think they're going to be so good – that they will be a little better than last year and, that, and they'll live up to expectations. You're aware the most important position on the field is the quarterback. They won nine games with Kyle Lurie last year. You know made year.
1: that defense special? And now they have a worse Mike quarterback Pett- than Kyle Mike Pettin, two years ago, got them a sack record for the franchise. So, last year, Jim Schwartz did a great job with that defense. And it's not like you're going to suddenly make it that much better. I do think they were
3: already a swarming defense. But you get the second year of Sammy Watkins. You get LaShawn McCoy. I, Who's going to get the ball to Sammy Watkins? E.J.
4: Manuel?
2: You throw it to him right near the line of scrimmage. Let him run. I'm that's, with that's Mark. Isn't this is also all of us have been saying, or at least you guys, Lestra McCoy is not going to be as good anymore.
3: I, I still think it's an upgrade at running back. I mean, you're talking yeah. about short of expectations. This isn't a team people are thinking you're going to go to the Super well, Bowl.
1: Except, Rex Ryan say, is. Rex Ryan is <laughs> the wow, one selling on. this. Same, He did the same thing with the Jets. It's the same. He's bluster. a
3: carnival barker.
1: Exactly. It I is, love it's tedious.
2: Third week of preseason. Rex with quarterbacks is great because this time he's starting EJ Manuel, who's going to be out of the league next year. Uh, his uh, second to last year with the Jets, he put Mark Sanchez between a fourth string offensive line and blew Disaster. out Sanchez's shoulder in the fourth quarter of a game, prompting one of the great uh, press conference uh, meltdowns ever. Uh, remember <laughs> what he was like. He was like, I'll say it this way. I'll say it this way. Yeah. And I was like, everybody was like, What is and happening here? he started to Rex walking Ryan?
3: backwards. It was very strange.
2: Anyway, so Rex, you know, we all love Rex, but be careful. Wes, you're up next. Tell us about the team that's destined to fall short.
4: Well, the team that's destined to go seven and nine or six and ten every single year of their existence, the St. Louis Rams. They have the they have the ultimate seven and nine. Can we pick
3: uh, some better teams for this segment? We were picking teams that are, that are losing teams. Oh, they're gonna disappoint. Wait, you've got them in the playoffs. But I'm the only one. No, you've no got one them has the playoffs. Them. You've got them with the
4: most exciting backfield. Everyone in thinks NFL. they're a seven
3: and nine team. Everyone thinks they have like a top three
4: defense. They go seven and nine every year. Their quarterback. <laughs> I could not be more disappointed in the
3: quarterback. I'm He's just saying, up. we had 12 teams in the playoffs last year. Why don't we pick one of those teams as one of the teams that will disappoint? Yeah, oh, uh, Greg's are... setting well, himself wait, up to be the hero. We got this kind of reaction out of you here. Well, I, I, I was he annoyed right yesterday thing. when I saw the responses. I was like, have some balls here. Oh, God. Wait, all I'm right. taking my boss all on. Right. These are my
4: balls. No, Laying right. them out there for straight you. straight to
2: human resources. <laughs> I wish we could all be as well brave as Greg. Oh, yeah. Hey.
4: I don't like this game that you play that just because X
3: amount of teams made the playoffs last year, we have to replace some of those teams with other teams. That's... It's not how my mind works. I guess I'm just saying I didn't know there were, the expectations were high for the Rams. I mean, I, I do
2: I think well, it's probably just right. because like, I've like, heard mid- you
4: running around the office telling everybody the Rams <laughs> are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> they're my
2: playoffs. I do yes. like the idea of Greg <laughs> literally running around the <laughs> office. Did you hear the Rams are going to make the playoffs? <laughs> Greg is like Mr.
1: Smith goes to Washington, just filibustering. How about, yes. you Explain why the Rams
4: stink. How about? Well, they how? might have the worst offensive line in the NFL. Who's good on that line? They've got like three rookies starting or three first-time like, starters. What about us? They got big, some guy I'm named big, Rob Havenstein. Jamon Brown, I'm a big Jamon Brown.
2: Yeah, that's a made-up.
4: We don't. <laughs> Todd Gurley's a a mystery, yeah. wrapped in a riddle, smothered in secret sauce right now. Nobody knows what he is. I Nick Foles has looked awful in the preseason. He's looked like he did last year with the Eagles. I think he's totally a product of Chip Kelly's offense. So I, I'm not buying anything about this.
2: Team. I get yeah, a Was
1: like seven and nine. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. I'll
2: see you in California. I like that new, new contract extension for another seven and nine. Season. I also I got a kick out of the people that are talking themselves back onto the Tavon Austin hype train. Like, what have we seen to think that's going to now happen? Like me? Why? Wait a second, this is in contrast to what he you, does you like Well, you
1: historically have left. Like
2: it's more just
4: because I Roto-World refuses to acknowledge his existence, even <laughs> though the coaches have said he's a starter, <laughs> and they're tailoring their offense around him. Oh, it's a good old Roto-World
2: grudge. So they have no offensive line and a bad quarterback, but you think Tavon Austin will break out. I do. But they do have Chris Long, Aaron good, Donald. good wide
3: receiver. Chris Long, Aaron Donald. And Robert Quinn on the same defensive line. A very underrated vary. secondary. They had a two great safeties last year. They just lost arguably their best cornerback. That's fair. E- EJ Gaines, their cornerbacks are bad. They have Alec Ogletree who played pretty well last year. It, it is a good looking defense. You I, admit, I it acknowledge that. I- I'm, more I- I'm more betting on the rest of the NFC West, maybe comes to the pack a little. I don't think they're great, but yeah. You know, oh, they'll niners, find a way to
1: lose nine or, games, or ten don't wins.
2: Worry, Greg. Greg Rosenthal, now Nick Fool's no. number one fan. No. It's just like, you know, I now I'm <laughs> self conscious because. Greg is going to pick the Seahawks or the Patriots or something. It must, it must be someone just no, it's that be just true. blow you away. Well, hey, I mean, no,
3: no. I mean, if you guys, you guys are really getting out on a limb there. All twelve teams are going right back to the playoffs. But, hey, That's watch not out. what we're talking that, that about. That Rams team with, you know, that won 7, 6,
2: and 10 last year, they're going to disappoint. They're going to go 5 and 11. Of the name of this segment is Teams Destined to Fall Short I of Expectations. I said teams i disappoint. Or, I'm not mad, Todd, I'm disappointed. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean teams that were in the playoffs last no, year I won't make it this year. I guess year. I didn't know
3: the expectations were particularly high for the Rams. I
4: can't wait well, to Well, I
3: knew they were high because I hear it from you all the time. Uh,
2: Here's a team that did not make the playoffs, but expectations are high so, yes, it fulfills everything that we were looking the for. The expectations are not
3: high for your team either. But that's the Miami
2: Dolphins just signed the most expensive free agent in the history of the NFL at the, uh, on defense. His name is Ndamukong Suh. They just signed a quarterback, uh, Ryan Tannehill, to a $100 million extension. All the stat geeks, all the nerds, think Tannehill is, is, you know, the bee's knees. <laughs> they think this is the year. They think, oh, now we got Kenny Stills. Did you hear he's better than Andrew Luck? He's better than Andrew Luck, yeah, he, according to PFF. DJ said he sees Tannehill
3: differently now after watching him in the preseason
2: than he has before. He he's, he's looked really, really good in, in the making
3: preseason. Making strides. Exactly Bill what I'm saying. They, the
2: they got show. rid of Mike Wallace. Uh, people love Bill Lazor. Um, that's the your boy, pro, Mark. That's Mark's boy. You put it all together, and like, what's not to like about the Dolphins? Tom Brady potentially missing four weeks. The Jets a circus. The Bills. We already talked about the Bills. Why not? But no, they're going to disappoint, and I'm going to tell you why. Sometimes it's as simple as this. Joe Philbin is their coach. Joe Philbin's a stiff. Joe Philbin's the type of guy that just. Disappears after a while, and you'll see him as an offensive assistant in a couple of years. Uh, I don't think he doesn't seem like a bad guy. Let me pull back the reins. Seems a little like a that. really good guy. Seems like a nice guy, but I don't know why he still has a job. We've talked about that. And am I convinced that Ryan Tannehill is going to really become that guy that's going to carry this team to ten or eleven wins? I still am not convinced. I like Lamar Miller, but I don't love him. There's not enough. And when's the last time a defensive player, even Mario Williams, who's a very good player, still? It doesn't typically make an instant difference when you sign a player for that much money.
1: Miami has been the AFC's version of the St. Louis Rams because it's basically a seven-win team year after year. And over, I, I agree with you 100%, although I just don't expect them to be that good. At the same time, I think their offense this year is going to make a jump. I really do believe they will. I think that Tannehill, I don't buy all this business that he's a top-ten quarterback and better than luck from Pro Football Focus. Well, that's insane. Insane, utter nonsense. It feels like a clickbait-type scenario. But I do think that the Dolphins are poised to make a big jump on that side of the ball.
4: I'm
3: with you on that. I I agree with DJ, and I, I like what I've seen from Tannehill this preseason. I'm conflicted about the Dolphins more than just about any team in the league. I don't have a strong feeling about them at all because of what Dan said about Joe Philbin. It's like I have a hard time imagining that Joe Philbin team Doing really well, but on paper and everything that you're saying makes sense. I mean, I think the expectations should be high for the Dolphins because if they don't win ten games, unlike I, I think if the Bills go eight and eight, that shouldn't be viewed as some big disappointment. If the Dolphins don't make the playoffs, like the that Bills, should be viewed as a went major out disappointment. and what we the biggest player in free
4: agency. Brought in all these. That's people, fine, but I'm realistic coaches about Their coach talking Super Bowls. I, to me, the expectation. I mean, all their players spent all offseason right. talking about the Super Bowl. That's self-generated, though.
1: Dan, let's say Pete Carroll were Miami's coach do you think that Philbin is costing them two or three games
2: I mean it's a fair. I I think he I think he's holding them back yeah I don't think we've seen anything in three years that that guy should still be the coach I this is what's going to happen they're going to be like six and five like we were saying I Mm. think the Pats will be four and four or something at the midway point and people are going to get excited about the Dolphins oh they're one game back or one game up then they'll lose four out of five and they'll end up like they always do right around eight and eight Disappointment. I'm looking They've forward to your guys' before.
3: playoff picks because there's a lot of teams in the AFC. I mean, only two, you know, wild card spots and a lot of pretty good wildcard contenders if you want to throw in the Chargers, the Ravens, you know, the, the Bengals, the Bills, the Dolphins. Only two of those teams are going to make the playoffs. The Titans. Titans. You know. Never know. A lot of disappointment. Oh, not the Texans. My team. Uh, my team,
2: my team <laughs> that's going to disappoint. Where's Bill Laser?
3: Uh, my team that's going to disappoint the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, man. They can't do well, it. Out on a limb. Wait, wait, to salvage space. the segment by picking up uh, I'm a just team saying, I out. thought it was going to be teams that, you know,
2: were good. And Everyone won't thinks be good. that they're going to come down this year. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's a popular thing. You opinion. have them out of the playoffs? Yeah, I was not going to put it I in have playoffs. them out of the playoffs.
3: That's good. Then sure. we all agree that Cowboys are going to be a disaster this year. <laughs> I don't know about a disaster. <laughs> well, if they don't make the playoffs, it's a disaster based on all the talent that they've added on on defense out of the expectations there they think this is their Super Bowl window is the next year or two so I think if they did not make the playoffs this year that would be as disappointing as any season under Jerry Jones of the last 10 years and as much as they love Jason Garrett if they go seven and nine this year it's like he's back on the hot seat and he's maybe gone next year because that's the type of setup that they've put themselves at right now they think they have the best offensive line in the history of football I think it's a good picked by Greg because I do see
1: him as a playoff team because outside of the running back position and potentially your secondary with Skandrick out what position group didn't that got what got worse I mean they, they I thought that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones went out you got Lyle Collins you got Gregory on defense they made some risky aggressive Gregory looks moves.
2: Good so oh, you I didn't just say you didn't just say punter and long snapper they took steps back they lo- they the running back is a mess and the quarterback the best quarterback covered up a mess.
4: lot of problems last year
2: well, wow, I think we've got a good inkling. Those I are think two big flaws.
1: It, it, now, listen, that's fair. But I, I think also when you're a team with Tony Romo, this is, there's a couple more years where Romo is a premier quarterback and, frankly, underrated. He's always looked at as a guy. He's a, He was a top three quarterback last season. If he stays it, healthy. If he course. stays healthy. But really, I can't count the Cowboys out with that
3: kind of play under center. I, I couldn't count them out either. This, to me, is more of a what-goes-up is natural to fall down type of thing in the expectations. And everything went right last year. And this franchise has shown over the years that they don't handle success particularly well. They don't necessarily handle adversity particularly well. And it just wouldn't surprise me to see them have an up-and-down season with a lot of drama and a 9-7, and 8-8. Well, and I think the
1: Giants are going to be a better team on offense. They're going to test teams. Philadelphia won 10 games last year, and it was the only double-digit win team to not make the playoffs. And the skins stink, but... In that division, anyone
3: can beat anyone. I just don't think you can expect the offense to be as good as it was in Dallas a year ago. It was one of the best offenses of the last decade. And you just a lot of times, offensive lines that you think are great, they don't really stay great for long. I mean, that Chiefs offensive line was good for a couple years, but it usually lasts one or two years, and that's it. And then, and then things everybody change. in Dallas loved Demarco Murray until the day
4: he signed with the Eagles, and then they spent mm. the offseason trashing him, saying he left meat on the bone, <laughs> saying he missed too many holes, and he was offensive player of the year, had more 15 yard runs than any running
3: back. That's in the like game. a Red Sox fan t- thing type of do. Mm hmm. Or where Indianapolis Osbury goes to the Yankees. An Indianapolis
4: Star area. thing to do: put Reggie Wayne and Trader on the front page of oh, the yeah. Give me a break with Indianapolis
1: that. Indianapolis Star. Yeah, give me like a break. Show.
4: So the Bills. Kravitz and Company, whatever you are.
3: Kravitz doesn't even work there. All right, whatever.
2: So the Bills. The plate gate generator. So the. (laughs) That'd be Ed Werder, really. Uh, So the Bills, Rams, Dolphins, and Cowboys, you banged. All right, everybody, here it comes. It's time. It is the game of both skill and valor, also known as. With Wes's Toaster. Mmm. Wes, you are the champion. You have been for some time now taking on all comers. And I said, uh, first of all, those that are new to the game should know this is a trivia game, not just a skill and valor game, a trivia game, NFL history, uh, all through the years. Uh, Wes is uh, the maestro when it comes to this, or the maestro? Maestro. And we have listeners call in, and they show up on Skype, and, and we've had some people from in the office uh, take Wes on. Greg even won once upon a time, but that's The it. only
3: loss Wes has ever had. The old Buster uh, Douglas. The toaster.
2: Uh, so that is the game. We're going to go through six questions, and let's see. Maybe Wes gets taken down. And Wes, at this point, not even, he used to study up and talk about how he would read and, and make sure he could not be defeated. Now Wes doesn't even think about it anymore.
4: There's not much you can do to prepare. It's like, you know, what you do all throughout the year. Once you get into the game, you know, you'll be found out in the dark of the night if you didn't prepare all year. Yeah, so get
3: get ready, listeners, for all the drama of a Harlem Globetrotters game. <laughs> right.
1: Well, this game is going to go into invisibility well, if we don't get some challengers here. Yes.
2: Uh, as I said, the, the two contestants that we have today, um, there's more pressure than in the past because the very... The very game itself could be riding on their competitiveness. Sure. Mm. Uh, so let's let's first let's get to our first contestant right now, TD. Contestant
0: number one. Meet Justin
4: Favorite, a 25-year Chicago Bears fan hailing all the way from Australia. Justin listens to the podcast on his work commute and admires Chris Wessling's knowledge of the game. Though not yes, intimidated by it, if Justin wins the toaster, he vows to, quote, make the best damn toast Australia's ever seen.
2: <laughs> wow, there like, he is. We
4: should say this toaster, which, you know, emanated from the newsroom, it just happened to be there one day, and I claimed it. It can print, imprint your team. On the
2: toast. It can. And it's a magical toaster. Justin, there he is, from London via Brisbane, Australia. Brisbane.
1: Brisbane, Dan. How, How you
2: doing? Brisbane. What's up? Welcome. How are you? Welcome to the Around the NFL podcast. We love our overseas listeners. Uh, they are loyal. They are... Uh, smart. Smart. They are... Uh, funny. Funny. They are... Foreign. Uh, foreign. <laughs> and, you know, in Handsome. this case handsome uh justin uh are you nervous because like I, like like we said justin or like i said this game's going away for a while if you cannot deliver some heat right now
3: yeah i do feel an added sense of uh, urgency <laughs> the
2: weight on the shoulders and um yeah pressure yeah i tell you what justin doesn't and we are watching us on skype if you want to check us out Uh, You can listen, obviously, but you can also watch this unfold. Uh, He does not look to me, Greg, like a tomato can.
3: No, he he is good friends with an Australian uh, podcast about NFL football that Chris has been on. So, I mean, he's definitely tied into the game. He's wearing his jersey. What jersey is that right now?
4: Uh, Chicago Bears, uh,
3: Gale, Gale, Sayers. Sayers. I got it for my Gale Sayers, he's wearing an all-time great jersey. He's Smart. a dad
1: who's in shape. He obviously, he's got, you got your act together. Hot
2: dad. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, we didn't even have you on the show to do this. We just wanted to admire your bod. Uh, all right, Justin. <laughs> so almost
4: as good as Patrick.
2: So are you aware of the rules, Justin? Yes,
4: yes I am.
2: All right, yes. Yeah, six questions for each, the same six questions for both Wes and Justin, um, 60 second timer, Mark. You are the official timekeeper. Uh, before the show started, for the record, 14th straight time, you asked me how much time goes on the clock. Here's what I don't like:
1: that all the people behind the glass now have a robot timekeeper. That's who I'm. You know, I'm going. Well, the robot, those guys. the
2: robot timekeeper uh, debuted last time we played this game, and it was a total, total s show. So that it showed how, why humans and you know yes. people people get pumped up about robots in virtual reality and you know the you know the future enough with the robots but mankind using an iphone that's the way to go,
1: there we go. <laughs> we're in good hands
2: all right so justin will go first Wes, be gone he's gonna disconnect our microphone situation has changed no headsets Wes uh, ever is stop. leaving the room he's doing his best there you guys puts that down this is not as smooth as it once was. Oh, there goes his <laughs> IFB. A lot of moving
3: parts here. All Wes right. wearing his NFL Network polo. He's tripping over his the wires. this week, trying to intimidate.
2: Wes trying to get out. Now it's becoming a panic situation.
1: Yeah,
2: well, gotta, it's like an animal like a Harris, steps in yeah, a bear trap.
1: This is a second Harrison Ford type exit right there. All right. Very smooth.
2: Get out of here, Wes. Come on, Justin. I need this, Justin. We need this. The show needs this.
1: Well, we could just we could just bake the results and say he got (laughs) six out of six. We
2: could always do that. All right. So six questions. If you want to pass, you could pass, and we'll come back to it and uh, tell us when to stop because the tiebreaker is the time. If two guys get four, right, whoever got in less time wins. So uh, at this, at the sound of the uh, creepy synth um, uh, timekeeper music, potentially stolen from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, we will begin. Who replaced Bill Parcells as Giants coach in 1991? Pass. This player theorized that the NFL had a hand in the power outage that halted Super Bowl 48 at the Superdome. Pass. This starting running back has lost just one fumble in his first two seasons. Current. Pass. Who kicked the onside kick to start the second half of Super Bowl 44 for the Saints? Mm. Uh, this lineman was the first overall pick in the 2008 draft. Le- Ryan Fitzpatrick made his first NFL start for what team?
0: Buffalo Bills.
2: All right, stop the clock.
3: Oh, no, you got to go back.
2: He's out of time anyway.
3: Yep, okay. Time.
2: All right. I don't know if you want to know what just happened, Justin. <laughs> let's, let's keep a straight face for when Wes comes back. Yeah, put on a brave face. That's all I'll You're say. still a
3: very good dad.
2: You, there's a chance that you could tie. <laughs> all right. <laughs> there we go. We're bringing Wes back in. Guys, let's be strong here. Okay. All right. Wes, back with us now. So we're not going to, nobody's showing any uh, poker face here. It's just, it's your turn. You're not going to tell
4: me how many he got right?
2: Actually, for the first time, I'm going to. Mm. Do you want to know how many he got right?
4: No, because you're not going to tell me. I'd never
2: tell you. All right, let's go. Wes. Who replaced Bill Parcells as the Giants coach in
4: 1991? Uh, Ray Pass.
2: This player theorized that the NFL had a hand in the power outage that halted Super Bowl Forty Seven at the Superdome. Is that Terrell Sugg. This starting running back had lost just one has lost just one fumble in his first two NFL seasons. Le'Veon Bell. Who kicked the onside kick to start the second half of Super Bowl Forty Four for the Saints?
4: <clears throat> Pass.
2: This lineman was the first overall pick of the two thousand eight draft.
4: Two thousand eight draft pass.
2: Ryan Fitzpatrick made his first NFL start for what team?
4: St. Louis Rams. Do you want to go back? Yes.
2: Who replaced the bill who replaced Bill Ten Parcells seconds. as Giants coach Ray in
4: Summerlin? No, Ray Summer Ray. This player
2: theorized uh, this starting running back. No, excuse me. Who kicked the onside kick to start the second half of Super Bowl forty four for the
4: season? Garrett Seals? Hartley? No, no. All
2: right, Wes, three out of six. Mm. More than enough to beat. A certified tomato can behind me. 3 oh. nothing. Those were tough questions. Those were tough.
3: Yeah, Those were
1: tough. Ray Hanley.
2: Ray. Oh. Yeah. Ray, Ray Hanley had Ray was the and Giants was like, coach. He lasted yeah. two years. He was not a fan favorite in New York and replaced by who was he replaced by? Wes? Got him back to the playoffs. Jim Fossil? Listen, I think Wes is a little rusty. If we can get a real competitor in here, we got a shot. Yep. It was Dan Reeves. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has fumbled twice in his first two years, lost only one. Thomas Morstead is the punter that had the onside kick. That's a Man, tough one. I, t- 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 I t- could have t- gotten that, but that was tough. That, but you you are, are you t- are, you yeah, are more a Saints, Saints fan than some. Yes. Like that is I was like problem. that was really tough. Jake Long was the first overall pick in the 2008. <laughs> I would have beaten
3: West for once on this one.
2: And,
4: some. That's just like a random year, like 2008. Your mind doesn't naturally go. I mean, these were tough questions. Ryan they were Fitzpatrick uh,
2: started his first game was for the the Rams as a starter. Uh, many after I think he started for what like six teams now. Once I think it's fair to say our
1: friend from Australia. Got some tougher questions than a lot of the previous
3: contestants. Those I'm tough. not
4: even going to call him a tomato can. The man no. clearly knows his football. Yeah, mm.
3: I will. He
2: got zero. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's please. I, 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 uh, Justin, let's let's just say thank you for coming on. Maybe the questions didn't go your way this time, but we appreciate you listening and taking on Wes.
4: No
3: worries, guys. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Justin.
4: Uh,
1: it's 3 in the morning. And I'll it's in, you it, stayed up until the middle of the night. You know what? We got to get Wes up till three in the morning. Have him answer questions in the middle of the night. I got it's no
2: problem question. with that. <laughs> Justin, thank you for coming on. All right, so Justin was not the guy to take on Wes. Listen, the, every round is is Does different. This mean you're
4: getting rid of the game.
2: Some are, no. We have one more guy. Oh, it's, okay. It comes down to one more caller. That's a lot of I, don't like, I don't like this, but and uh, we'll see what happens. Let's go to the second contestant.
4: Contestant number two. <laughs> Meet Ryan Broad Squad Broaders, a football agnostic since 99 Mm. and a Baltimore Ravens fan residing in Canada. Ryan listens to the show while taking bubble baths, and he fancies his chances of winning the toaster (laughs) because he's an avid listener of the Move the Sticks podcast
2: with Daniel
3: Jeremiah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, uh, how are we supposed to root for this guy now?
3: Taking shots (laughs) at us right out of the gates.
2: All right. This is here's a little backstory with Ryan that we we had to delay a little bit because Ryan was prepared to be. First of all, Ryan, where are you calling from, or where are you skyping from?
1: Uh, I'm just just about about an an hour southwest southwest of uh, Toronto. 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 Okay.
2: All right. So uh, Ryan was driving when we when we pulled him up on Skype, and he was hoping to do the segment while driving, like commuting to work or wherever he was going. So, which is obviously kind of some evil, Knievel, uh, reckless stuff, but also maybe a sign of confidence. You, you,
3: well, the, the intro shows you're very confident, Ryan.
2: <laughs> and I'll also, i also say this, Ryan, our first contestant, Tomato Can City, zero out of six. West Ooh. took care of business, which which means if you don't compete here, if you don't put up a fight, this this entire episode, everything about Win West's toaster could be over. Greg's dream. This is great. We we wouldn't want want that that to happen. happen. Greg has every reason to be rooting against uh, Mr. Broad Squad. So, do you know the rules, Ryan? Yes, Yes, sir. sir. Okay, so six questions at the start of the creepy drone music. uh, We will get going. You could pass and come back. Tiebreaker is time. All righty. Who was involved in three fumbles in the 2009 NFC Championship game? Next Next question. Who followed Mike Ditka as coach of the Chicago Bears in 1993?
4: Next, next question.
2: This Vikings quarterback started for an injured Christian Ponder in the 2012 wildcard playoffs. Next, next question. Who was the starting Jeez. quarterback for the Chargers when the team went to the Super Bowl in 1994? Uh, next, next question. Who was the Bucks head coach when the team posted its last winning season? Uh, John, John Gruden this Packers wide receiver led the NFL with 14 touchdowns in 2012 James, James Jones do you want to go back? yes, yes first, first who was involved in three fumbles in the 2009 NFC Championship Ten game? 10 seconds
1: uh, next, next question
2: who followed Mike Dick as coach of the Chicago Bears in 1993?
3: Time.
2: Oh, mm. Well, this that is what is happens rush. when you listen to the Move the Sticks podcast.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's, That's all, all I, I take from this.
2: Listen yes. to us more, and maybe you got some. It of did
1: these. say it was a Dan fan yeah. that was part of his uh, list. Of oh, I missed trades. that.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. I, now I'm upset yeah. because oh. I would have been rooting harder <laughs> for you. Uh, listen. There's a chance you can. There is a chance you can win.
1: If Wes, you know, were to have a seizure between now and sitting down yes. in the chair, you're in good shape.
2: Major medical incident. Here we go. Bring Wes back in. Everybody, be brave. Wes uh, has a chance to again sweep the competition, but who knows? You never know. Let's get right to the questions. Good luck, buddy boy. All right. Who was involved in three fumbles in the 2009 NFC Championship game? Ray Rice. Who followed Mike Ditka as coach of the Chicago Bears in 1993? Pass. This Vikings quarterback started for an injured Christian Ponder in the 2012 wildcard playoffs.
4: Uh.
2: right. Who was the starting quarterback for the Chargers when the team went to the Super Bowl in 1994?
4: Stan Humphreys.
2: Who was the Bucks head coach when the team posted its last winning season?
4: Raheem Morris?
2: This Packers wide receiver led the NFL with 14 touchdowns in 2012.
4: James Jones. Do you want to go back? Yes.
2: Who filed Mike Dick as coach of the Chicago Bears in 1993?
4: I don't know why I don't know this. Um... <laughs> 10 seconds.
3: I don't
2: know. All right, stop the clock. This official scorekeeper?
3: That would be three for Wes.
2: Three for Chris Wessling. One for Broad broad Squad. Wes, you are the winner. Nice. In underwhelming fashion.
4: Wildly underwhelming.
1: Wes backs into the playoffs. Well, listen, those were harder questions this time. Ryan, you
2: can uh, safely get back onto the motorway. All right. uh, (laughs) And thank you very much for listening and and liking me. That gives you extra points. And uh, perhaps in a better day, you would have gotten questions that would have clicked with you. You know, yeah, yeah, this
4: wasn't, wasn't my day.
2: day. That's okay. okay. And, uh, don't feel, feel too bad. bad. I only got three wins, so. Yes, and, and go Yankees. All right, so Can that's get, it. Oh, Can we get the correct oh, answers? Yes, here are the correct answers. <laughs> uh, Adrian Peterson, he fumbled twice and was involved in a botched handoff exchange in the 2009 NFC Championship game. You said Ray Rice. Uh, Dave Wonstett replaced mm. uh, Mike Ditka. Joe Webb uh, was the quarterback oh, that came from Bishop right. Ponder. And I think he was eleven for thirty with two picks. He was terrible. Stan Humphries wow, started damn, the stats. for the nineteen ninety four uh, Chargers. Raheem Morris, the young, the younger Bucks. Uh, so they uh, they had Raheem there. A lot of people thought Jake Rudin and James Jones, which you both got. That was the only one that Ryan got. And by the way, that's it. i I'm, and I love our listeners. Whoa. Wow! No, I agree. Any competitions going forward, at least for the time being, will come in house. Mm. because be. i simply gotta i can't be. one for 12 is not a sustainable model Wes got six out of 12 50 west would have gotten
3: a big fat O for two if i was going up against him today you would have been gone because you know the answers already no i didn't it's, see i well, didn't know him no, until i heard You're him. exactly. Yeah, it's way, easy it's, to say when there's no clock running oh it's, it's got to be That hey, is easy to say <laughs> when i'm undefeated against you
2: six for 12 for Wes, which means they Wes were hard not questions they were, high. they were yes you can be beaten and next time we Some play pretty this game random questions and not ne- exactly
4: trivia, I'd say.
2: And next time we play this game, Wes, the excuses are getting bigger and they're oh, carrying over different things, whether it's Cornhole or this game. Maybe
1: we bring the boss back in.
2: Maybe the boss is back, but I'm it's retired. not going to be for a while. This game is going to go away for a while. we got to dream it up again. This is uh, That's it for Friday's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with three shows, a lot to get to. Uh, until then. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the Mailman, the Boss, and TD behind the glass. We're almost there, baby. Week one coming up.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.